0: Professional dancers and musicians make a living creating beauty for the eye and ear. But while we're enjoying their performance on stage, some of those artists may actually be in excruciating pain without our knowing it. For some, it's a badge of honor. There's a kind of twisted pride in living by the motto, no pain, no gain. Or that other one, no play, no pay. Sports medicine has been able to give the arts community some pointers. But many musicians and dancers think it's a requirement to keep going far beyond the point of pain if they want to improve or even survive as an artist.
1: The perception still exists in the profession. Part of it is fear. Many musicians and performers do not have their own health insurance. So they have to perform regardless of
0: how they feel. That's Amy Roysom Foley, Director of Bands and Professor of Music at Minnesota State University, Mankato, and a musician's health and wellness specialist.
1: I recently heard somebody in the profession say, well, of course my shoulder hurts. That's just the way it is. And that caught me by surprise. Musicians
2: have come to accept pain as part of their profession. Many of them think that pain is normal that it's just part of the job, and so they learn ways of just adapting and coping, and many of them conceal their pain perhaps out of fear for losing their job or not receiving any new work.
0: That's Lynn Crater-Luke, a flutist and licensed Andover educator, a specialist in helping musicians make repetitive movements in ways that lessen the chance of injury.
2: If you're an orchestral musician and you become injured and can no longer play, you're not gonna be paid for those services quite frequently with orchestral playing or any sort of gig. Musicians are being paid per service, they're being paid per gig. So if they're not there performing, they're losing income So we don't have that luxury of always sitting out and resting as much as we'd like or as much as maybe we
1: should.
0: However, Crater Luke says awareness of the problem has increased and faculty at music schools nationwide have started educating musicians about on-the-job injuries and how to prevent them. The National Association of Schools of Music handbook now includes standards for performance practice safety and wellness, starting with hearing health. Collaborators on the new handbook plan to tackle musculoskeletal problems next.
2: I think what a lot of people maybe don't realize is that we musicians move for a living many hours a day, many years of our lives, and these movements are very rapid, very highly refined movements. And those hours, weeks, years of moving can put a lot of wear and tear on the body, especially if you're using your body in a way that it's not designed to be used.
0: Foley says physical problems usually don't show up right away, but even beginning instrumentalists can take precautions to prevent injuries from occurring down the road. For example, thousands of young students take up the clarinet each year.
1: I encourage beginning clarinetists, I encourage all clarinetists, to play with a neck strap. They have wonderful elastic neck straps that still allow you to move and still give you flexibility, but it takes about two-thirds of the weight of the instrument off of your right hand. Sometimes the mouthpieces that come with the instruments don't play freely. So I encourage beginning clarinet players right away to make sure that they've got a really good mouthpiece and reeds that work. Because otherwise the new player is fighting the instrument, which means that they might be using their air in a weird way. They might be using muscles to play that they don't need to use, which at first is not a big deal, but over time begins to really cause some problems.
0: The type of disorder musicians may develop depends on the instrument they play. Wind players, for example, may be prone to TMJ syndrome that may cause severe pain in the jaw. Players of all kinds suffer from chronic sore neck and shoulders and tendinitis in the wrists and hands.
2: Usually the musicians I see coming in that are the worst cases are people that have suffered through injury and are trying to recover from injury. Typically they've been treated by a medical professional as they've been healing from their injury and now they're looking for someone to help educate them on movement retraining.
0: Experts say it's impossible to get an accurate picture of just how many dancers and musicians perform with injuries because many of them will never let on that they're hurting.
3: A lot of performing artists in the past have not been willing to report injuries for fear of either losing their job or losing their position in a company or failing to perform at an audition or a...
0: That's Dr. George Scheibut, an orthopedic surgeon with Wellington Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Cincinnati and past president of the Performing Arts Medical Association. He says injuries among musicians and dancers have been documented since the 1700s, but real attention to them didn't occur until the 1980s. That's when the mainstream media discovered the story of two world-class pianists, Gary Grafman and Leon Fleischer, who both had lost control of their fingers as a result of a disorder called focal dystonia.
3: Initially, it was thought to be a psychiatric disorder because it would be very specific. In some cases, it would develop when a musician was performing a specific piece. Sometimes it would develop when he was performing a specific passage. And commonly what is seen when this happens is that if you're looking at the fingers of a piano player, for example, two or three of the fingers will suddenly either go into a bent position so that they can't strike the keys, or sometimes it's just the opposite. They go into a straight position, and the musician loses control of his ability to control those
0: specific fingers. We've talked some about retraining musicians to get away from old habits that might be hurting them, but how is it different for dancers?
4: A lot of sports medicine is really where dance medicine probably started, and we still borrow a lot.
0: That's Julie Doherty, physical therapist for the American Ballet Theater.
4: They are athletes. It's like being in any particular sport there are certain things that you have to do there are certain things that you have to rehab to come back to and because dance is so detail oriented and you have to have full range of motion you can't really strap up an ankle like you might with a football player and give very little motion because they have to be able to still go on point so if you don't understand that then you can't help with that rehab process and realize when they're ready to come back and when it's safe for them and strong enough in all of that full range of motion, where a football player wouldn't need to have that full range of motion necessarily.
0: Doherty works backstage during performances as well as during the week, treating dancers with various injuries. A big part of her work involves simply keeping injuries from getting worse. The show must go on, but Doherty sometimes has to educate her dancers about when it should go on without them.
4: A lot of what I spend my time doing is trying to help the dancer determine and educate them on what is okay to dance through and what's not okay. It's a difficult profession and they all tend to have some aches and pains throughout a lot of their career and a lot of the time dancing. But knowing what is okay to push and what really is a bad idea to push is really important. And so if they can see the difference and be convinced that actually by resting it, they're not going to injure themselves as badly and they're going to do better and be out for less amount of time if they manage it, take care of it now, rather than waiting until it becomes so bad that they actually can't dance.
0: However, dancers and musicians are passionate people, and when competition is stiff, it's hard to convince dancers to stay off their feet or musicians to put down their instrument.
4: It's a regular part of my job to argue with the dancers and try to convince them that they should stop, especially if it's a performance, and especially when they're very young. And they're just advancing because they feel like if they give up an opportunity, that's it. You know, it's the end of the world. Also with kids, when they're in school, they still feel like if they don't do that performance, their whole career will be jeopardized. I've had times where I've actually stated, you are dancing against my medical advice and given them the reasons why. And... I've even had somebody sign something saying that they understand that. You know, they're adults when they get into the company, and there's only so much you can do. You just have to make sure that they understand what risks they're taking.
0: Classical ballet is bad enough, but Doherty says the potential for injury is even greater in contemporary dance, where choreographers demand more and more outrageous tricks. She points to popular TV shows like Dancing with the Stars and So You Think You Can Dance as examples.
4: Harder stuff because it looks more challenging, it looks more amazing. Like the tricks, those things that look really spectacular can be very hard on a dancer. And people tend to do things that can be quite spectacular, but they also can be very challenging and difficult on the body. So the more demanding stuff becomes, the more injured the dancers can get and the more extreme You know, extreme range of motion where you look like a contortionist almost. That's what I cringe at, basically, when I see those
0: kinds of things. So why do they do it? It's a challenge for sure, but often dancers haven't learned that there are limits. Musicians, too. Experts agree the more performing artists know, the better off they'll be.
4: The more education, I think, the better. Because a lot of dancers in the past, it was just grit your teeth and get through it, and the more power to you, you're strong and you did it mentality. But if you actually take care of things early and don't just grin and bear it, your function is better, you're less injured, and ultimately you're able to dance better and stronger and longer. And so that's kind of where with that education and with that kind of approach, I think dancers end up being better off for their general health in the long run and just in their career as well.
0: Dancers of the American Ballet Theater and other large, well-established companies are more fortunate than many. They have physical therapists on hand and have health insurance as well. But Doherty says freelancers who may not be able to afford health insurance probably tend to dance and play injured more than they should. But there are resources where performing artists can go for help.
3: You can certainly uh, use the Performing Arts Medical Association website. As a resource, there are a number of videos and policy statements there that if somebody is a performing artist and has a problem, if they want to go there and get either a referral or just get some general information about a specific problem, if the athlete is healthy and well-conditioned, then they perform better. Well, the same thing is true with musicians, and musicians in the past have not had the resources to focus on nutrition, on conditioning, on wellness. And I think that whole movement is just coming to fruition. And hopefully we'll have a group of healthy um, musicians and dancers in the future that will be able not only to avoid injury but perform better.
0: Everyone knows that old habits die hard. And because performing artists have practiced no pain, no gain for centuries, it may be some time before they take a different lesson to heart, namely that sometimes rest is best. Experts hope that with better education, fewer musicians and dancers will perform when they're hurt, but when they do, chances are you'll never know it. You can learn more about the Performing Arts Medicine Association and other wellness resources by visiting our website at RadioHealthJournal.net. Our writer-producer this week is Polly Hanson. I'm Reed Pence. Flu season is in full swing, but along with the flu, it's important for adults to know about other potentially serious diseases they may be at risk for, like shingles. Shingles, a red blistering rash that can be very painful, is caused by the same virus that causes chickenpox. But there's no way to predict if and when a person will get shingles or how severe the case may be. There are approximately 1 million cases each year. Health educator Dr. Adriana Perez says all adults 50 and older need to be aware of their risk.
2: Any person who has had chickenpox is at risk for shingles, and 98% of adults in the United States have had chickenpox. As we age, we have a greater chance of developing shingles because our immune system weakens. The first symptoms of shingles are often felt but may not be seen and may initially include itching, tingling, or burning in a specific area on one side of the face or body. People who suspect they have shingles should consult their healthcare professional right away.
0: Don't wait until you or a loved one experiences shingles. Visit shinglesinfo.com for more information. Geico
3: Motorcycle presents Reflections from the Road. Let me tell you, the road is a much more relaxing place since I switched to Geico Motorcycle Insurance and started saving money. With that taken care of, now I can think about deep, important things. Like, how come it's a pair of pants when there's only one of them? A real brain teaser. But hey, at least saving money with Geico Motorcycle is as easy as pie. What does that
0: mean, anyway? Geico
3: Motorcycle Insurance.
0: See how much you could save. Tackle your first do-it-yourself project of the year. Replace that old carpet with easy-to-install floors from Lumber Liquidators. This week, get it done for less with incredible deals on DIY-friendly Brazilian cherry laminate. It's our thickest and best, and it's less than a buck. Or get the gorgeous look of oak from just 49 cents, plus unbeatable deals on pre-finished solid hardwood, bamboo, vinyl plank, and more for about half of what you'd pay somewhere else. And get special financing. Don't put off that DIY project. Get rid of your dingy carpet and visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you.